What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny Screencast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Why is my camera doing this? I don't know. Yeah, you know, you're just like on a different level than us, Kev. You're just traveling through hyperspace right now. It's fantastic. We got the sad boy himself, sad boy Barrett Courtney. Yo, what up? Rocking a dope sweater. I'm Thank loving it. Show the people. Show the people. Oh, yeah. You, you can't really see it in the front. But this is my Miro, a Mirio uh, Lemillion sweater uh, that uh, the Instagram algorithm got me again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking, it usually does. I was going to say, we were talking right before the the uh, like the show, like right before now. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, why are these people? Why is everyone saying Mario so wrong? Mario. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's not how you say it. I'm with you. I'm absolutely right. with you. He's uh, great. Because I didn't Just know. Trust I, us. Yeah, he was saying Mario. I was like, is he talking about Mario? And then I looked at it. I'm like, that looks like a very, very artistic version of Mario. <laughs> but, <laughs> whatever, man. Uh, we also have GameSpot's own Chastity Vicencio. How are you doing? What's up? Good, good. Feeling good. Loving the Mandalorian. Loving being here and seeing y'all's beautiful faces on a Friday morning. On a Friday morning. And all of this <laughs> Friday feels good. This Friday feels better than last Friday. You know, I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, but Hell this yeah, is too. the kind of funny screencast. And let me tell you, this show happens every week live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. It happens later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast. And we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers did. And oh, baby, we got a new one. We got a new one even in, for November because, of course, we have James Davis at James Davis Makes. Of course, we have Andrew Feisner, but we recently added the Zook, Jeremy Zuccarello. Uh, but now, as of today, we are adding the Simply Sassy crew. You might know them. Great group of people out there that have been making super funny Photoshop, super funny videos. just won't videos. stop. And some of them They're, are so good. You know, some of them are disturbing. There are a lot of disturbing ones. But anyway, shout out to Simply Sassy. Thank you very much for all of your support over there. Uh, and speaking of support, you can support us by getting this super dope bomber jacket. It is the PSI Love You bomber jacket. Kindoffunny.com slash store. Available now. We got... All of the PS controllers up until the PS5, because that's how things work with <laughs> Why us. Why would you, you know? go there? Why would but you go there? They need to know. It, they need yeah, to know. They have I to know. Say it. Yeah, but it, I like it's. I, you know what? I don't even know what I'm saying. Think, anymore, think, of, it, think of it as like it's a really it's, cool. It's a legacy yeah, bomber jacket, exactly. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. honestly one of my favorite uh, things that we've ever made. It's real comfortable. Yeah. It's warm. It has that nice cross stitch situation Ooh. going on. Anyways, let's talk about some entertainment news, some good stuff to start off before we get into a lot of bad stuff. Just preparing you guys. Things aren't looking good for theaters. We've been talking about this for almost nine months now, but like the news today, even more so, it's like, oh, we'll see how this goes. Um, Starting off with the good stuff, though, Tenet finally coming to digital. This comes from The Verge. Christopher Nolan's Tenet, the big budget time-bending thriller that arrived during the pandemic to lackluster domestic box offices, 
is scheduled for a home release on December 15th. Uh, the film arrived in theaters in August after multiple delays. After Warner Brothers decided not to push the release to next year, as many other studios have done, Tenet so far has grossed $350 million worldwide. But Warner Brothers was hoping for much, much better than that, with a budget exceeding $200 million. Uh, the film has grossed just $53.8 million Damn, in the U.S. Wow. Yeah. So uh, both digital and physical versions can be pre-ordered starting November 10th with the digital version costing $19.99. The 4K UHD combo pack. Oh, this one hurts. Costing $45. Oh Bro, what? That is a lot. What, Wait, what I'm sorry. What, what, okay, what's so the combo? Is it like a... Sp- is it like a special edition or something no i'm sure it's one of those dumbass things it's like oh you get the 4k and the blu-ray and the dvd Uh, and the cassette it's like (laughs) we don't need that i don't understand like why these combo packs exist like i got it back in the day when it was like dvd to blu-ray because it was like not everybody had a blu-ray player yet i I feel like for a while it was standard if when you got the blu-ray it came with the dvd you know what i mean well, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But that like, makes yeah. sense. But like, yeah, because that transition was harder. Right. But I'm, what I'm saying is, there wasn't like a, a premium cost associated with that. Yeah, there was. Really? Yeah. There oh, was yeah. the combo pack always. Yeah. Uh. And like they would like, but it wasn't this. It wasn't forty five dollars. Like yeah, that's wild. Come on, man. Like I just don't understand. If you're buying the 4K UHD, you simply don't need the other. <laughs> Stop. Like I like I, I can understand cool. having like the Blu-ray disc. I can understand that because not everybody has a 4K Blu-ray player. But like, do the we Blu-ray, need the, the Blu-ray need, disc? Holy shit! I didn't even look at this. The Blu-ray disc, thirty-six dollars. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, they're trying. They're, just, they're, they're, they're trying to make up money, point, man. Yeah. They're trying to make up. They as much are money trying as they to can. make up money. That's definitely Y'all, what this is. The DVD. The <laughs> DVD <laughs> is twenty-nine dollars. Yeah, they're trying bucks? to make up money, man. Listen, I don't even know if I like DVD. this movie yet. Like, I don't. I, I'm not gonna throw forty five dollars at this thing. For I don't all. even know if I'm gonna understand yeah. it. Like, oh, this man. is like a digital. Like, uh, it, so it's available digitally as well, right? For twenty dollars. Um, yeah. So, which that's, I mean, that's isn't the way bad. I feel like d- weren't they doing? That's more than fair. Yeah, yeah, but weren't they doing like twenty four dollars for like the early screener stuff? It's weird that they're not going for that. Yeah, you know the thing I mean? is, I mean. Like I why? feel like they couldn't have because why? of the deals with the theaters. Because the fact that uh, they release it in theaters, right, there's right, the right. certain amount of months they have to wait for exclusivity before they can start putting it on digital. I, but I feel like at this point, okay, delay the discs longer. Call that early. You know what I mean? Put the discs mm. out in January. Be like, hey, the early thing is it's going to be twenty five. Let's say thirty dollars because you know mm-hmm. it's a big name, big movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Get, recoup some money there and then sell the discs for people that love it. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers does happen to be owned by Warner Media, so that means we could see Tenant arrive on HBO Max at some point in the future, but AT&T is not disclosing when, and it's likely to try and recoup some costs by selling the physical and digital copies first. Uh, Warner Brothers declined to comment on the release window for Tenant coming to HBO Max. Not a surprise. I wouldn't yeah, expect I'm, that. I'm, I'm going to say yeah. that's like at least a year at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm trying to understand this price. So I'm still wrapping my brain around $45. And like all I see is like it includes an hour long featurette looking at the world in a new way, the making of tenants. Like, all right, what what else, though? Like, is that it? I mean, here's the thing. I, I, they sold me. I'm buying the 4K disc. Like yeah, it's going to be the yeah. only it's going to be the only way to get the IMAX shots. It's going to be the only way to get the the prop. Well, that and the blue way to get the proper 
you know, surround like 4K sound experience. And yeah, yeah. The, the full, like, 4K experience, well, uh, is going to be best on that 4K and Blu-ray. I do not want to watch Tenet any other way than the yeah. right way. You know, it's like, we're, all, we're already agree. being robbed of the proper theater experience. So Damn. it's like... We might have the ability to turn up the center channel and for once have decent audio mixing. Because <laughs> we'll be able to ourselves <laughs> mix yeah, Nolan. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Uh, is but Nolan anyways, on social? Like, how many people are going to, like, take pictures of themselves watching it on their phone screen and be, like, adding it? <laughs> it's like... Hey, the way so you intended that sucks God, that, like that that's, that's sucks. just mean you know what i mean like yeah. just yeah like it's, it, that, it's a sad thing where it's like that he I, I get it he's all about the movie theaters and i respect that because mm-hmm. i love movie theaters and god i'm gonna miss them when they're gone someday very soon yeah and that's the thing is like with all the news stories like i feel like today there is such a trend of stories that lead into a dark place and even with this i earlier said it was good news it's only good news because we get to watch a new christopher nolan movie right it's horrible news for theaters and for the livelihood of of hollywood but ah, we'll see man we'll see uh the next news story moving on from that johnny depp forced to exit fantastic beast franchise this comes from variety uh and that's those are some some Key words there, forced to exit. Uh, Johnny Mm. Depp will no longer portray the dark wizard, Jesus Christ, Gellert Grindelwald. You nailed it, it, Tim. You nailed it. it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you, buddy. In the Fantastic Beasts film franchise, the actor announced Friday, he says, quote, I wish to let you know that I have been asked to resign by Warner Brothers for my role as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts, and I have respected and agreed to that request. Damn. (laughs) Like, that mm. is some, like, straight up, here are the facts. Yeah. Uh, Depp's exit from the Harry Potter spinoff series comes days after he lost his libel case against the tabloid The Sun over a 2018 article alleging he was a wife beater. Depp confirmed that he plans to appeal the ruling. Quote, this is from Warner Brothers. Johnny Depp will depart the Fantastic Beasts franchise. We thank Johnny for his work on the films to date. Fantastic Beasts 3 is currently in production, and the role of Gellert Grindelwald will be recast. The film will no longer debut in theaters on November 21st, 2021, and will now debut worldwide in the summer of 2022. I got some thoughts. What are your thoughts, Barrett? So th- th- this whole relationship between him and ha- Amber Heard Obviously a complicated one from both sides. They're both shitty to each other. Um, and I, I, I do find it interesting that they're specifically just uh, having Johnny step down uh, and, and not Amber because there's also pretty like obvious evidence that she was also very abusive to him. It just didn't seem like a good relationship overall. So if they're forcing him out. Wait, but uh, wait, wait, where is, is she? she like, where would she step down from? Aquaman. And Aquaman is uh, under WB as well. Um, gotcha. so yeah, that, 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 but I mean, here's, the thing, like, here's the thing are we getting another Aquaman anytime soon? You know what I mean? We're supposed uh, to, yeah, yeah I mean, but when we're supposed to win, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are they shooting anything? You know, is it ever you know the worst thing about that? Yeah, the worst thing about all of the, of the Aquaman stuff that I just found out yesterday when we were doing Conjuring and Review is that James Wan is not directing Conjuring 3 to do Aqu- mm-hmm. uh, Aquaman 2, right? he's doing Aquaman 2, and it's yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, man, come on, come on! <laughs> um, and then uh, also, just like I, I don't know, my hey, interest he, in, in, here's, in this in this franchise as a whole is also dwindled. Um, so it's just like uh, whatever. Here's my thing: my favorite thing about the first one was uh, Colin Firth. You know what I mean? Oh, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Nope. Yeah, Farrell. Nope. Yeah. Bad. They're all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I was gonna say that I I really liked Colin Farrell, and I I wish it was just him, like all the way through. But it's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, going on this uh, a little bit more, uh, Depp's casting has been controversial from the start due to domestic violence allegations from his ex-wife, Amber Heard, that were leveled against the star. Despite public outcry from fans, uh, the author J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers vehemently defended the decision to stick with Depp at the time. In Thursday's statement, Depp also said, I'd like to thank everybody who has gifted me with their support and loyalty. I've been humbled and moved by your many messages of love and concern, particularly over the last few days. Finally, I wish to say this. The surreal judgment of the court in the U.K. will not change my fight to tell the truth, and I can confirm that I plan to appeal. Uh, my resolve remains strong, and I intend to prove that the allegations against me are false. My life and career will not be defined by this moment in time. So, hey. I mean, he's at least sticking to that narrative. We'll see where that yeah. ends him up. But uh, mainly I wanted to put this news because Fantastic Beast 3 getting delayed to 2022. I feel like it's already been delayed once because I thought it was supposed to be in 2020. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that was the but, case, too. And like I'm I'm but, still convinced. And now with this whole thing, like I don't think this is a five movie series anymore. No, no, no. Yeah, Probably that that not. the rumors yeah. were that first delay is because they were trying to restructure it so they can make it a three, a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then do something else different with the last two movies. Yeah, there's like yeah. two other movies that, that, was the that they're still in contract for. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, more delay stories. Disney removes Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy and Death on the Nile from release calendar. Uh, Disney announced another shakeup to the studio's release calendar, postponing Ryan Reynolds' action comedy Free Guy and Death on the Nile, the follow-up to Kenneth Braun's hit The Murder on the Orient Express. I didn't realize that. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what's the name of the author? The, the Agatha Christie? No, famous author. Like yes. it's, a, it's a famous <laughs> book series. Mm-hmm. Um, did you anybody watch that one? Mm-hmm. Death on the no. I liked it. I thought was it was good? fun. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, yeah, I thought you're it was right. cool. It is Agatha Christie. Like, yeah, they've done those movies like a bunch, um, and I like the casting. Whoever played the main dude. Which he has like a fancy name that I can't remember. He has a fancy name. <laughs> Anyways, um, the, yeah, the, those movies are cool. Uh, sucks that the sequel is getting getting delayed, but like you know, what's, this is the world. Anybody at all think that free free guy or whatever the hell it's called is going to be good? No. Right. Okay. Yeah. That has a very pixel vibe. I think it'd be a decent streaming movie. I I, I think it'll be like a fun movie to watch more Ryan Reynolds. I think everything around him will be very generic and cringeworthy. Um, Really quick, uh, PW Unlimited put into the chat. Uh, The rumor is WB wants to move away from Fantastic Beasts and make the Cursed Child movie. Yeah. Which is which is what I remember. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, but yeah, with Free Guy, I'm with you, Chastity. Like, I think it could be a fun, it's streaming movie that like doesn't yeah. have a chance of being good. But I feel like because of that, it might actually <laughs> be good. Sonic the Hedgehog style, like exactly that. That exactly. movie should have been absolute trash, and it was and it like was pretty, it was pretty good. Yeah, oh, that's a great film, and it's it was, going to get nominated <laughs> for an Oscar because there's yeah, the Oscar. This it's year, one of the I five movies wait. that's been out. <laughs> I love it. I there are better wait. options, guys. <laughs> Yeah, hey, it's between that and Bad Boys for Life, and you know if that's yeah. the world that we live in, it's not the worst world, you know. Ride together, die together. Got to go fast. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, so, okay, what was interesting about this new story is these movies are getting delayed out of out of this year, which leaves not many movies with release dates that we know of. Uh, but I have a list of all the upcoming movies that still have release dates that I wanted to run by you guys and talk about each one, see if you think they're going to stick and see our interest levels. 
or just any comments we have on the movies. November 13th, a.k.a. Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. Freaky is coming out. Oh, that looks yeah. fun. Have you seen the trailers for this? You don't think that looks fun? No, no, it looks fun and oh, it is should it still- be fun, but um, I, we reviewed it at GameSpot and apparently oh. it's not as good as it should have been. No! no! That's, That's a real bummer. Because like, I really liked Happy Death Day. Um, so yeah. I had a lot of high hopes for this, but um, now I, I, I might watch it, but from what I've heard from um, my coworker that reviewed it, that it's just not great. Damn, that's really upsetting. Because does your, does your go- trailer... coworker have good re- like reviews? Like you, you follow? I sometimes agree with them. I sometimes don't. So okay. it, it, all right. So we'll see. Yeah, it's all subjective, Kevin. It's all subjective. <laughs> Chastity, have you seen Happy Death Day to you? No, is that good? I only. Oh my god! One. Oh, you need to watch too. It's okay. so they're, good. They're, they're just like okay. Like, How are they going to do this again? But they, they nailed it. Oh. They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like they they really understood what made the first one entertaining, and they're just like let's just triple down on it. Like they skipped the doubling. They're just like we're going all in on this. And I love that. If you I'm haven't seen it, you got to watch both Happy Death Day uh, and Happy Death Day to you. I, I I know they're not going to be for me. No, I dude. don't know, man. They're fantastic. Barrett, they're 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 really fun. Did you ever watch that other one, the Palm Desert or Palm Springs? Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Oh yeah, Palm Springs. Fucking rad. They're all they're in that. All vein. Happy they're Death all Day, in that vein. And like well, that's what a, I felt well, like. Just because it's the it, Palm Springs, I think has yeah, I, a fun, lighthearted, but also in the same like it's lighthearted, but it's also kind of dark. Um, yeah. Of like what they do with the whole Groundhog Day thing, I just don't see me. I'm saying it's the same that. thing, man. Yeah, it's same literally the same vibe. Vibe. Christmas Day, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. No fucking way, happen. right? No way. It's, it's shocking happen. that they still haven't like <laughs> just put it on like permanent hiatus until everything's all figured out. I'm they honestly surprised they didn't. For dear life for so yeah. long, and then yeah. they like, oh, December and fuck, and we're, now we're in November. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tenant was also under. Was that distributed by Warner Brothers? Or was that a yeah. different company? Okay, I'm just yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just take it on the chin and just put it out in theaters already. Like I know they like really wanted to make money off of this one, obviously because it's a superhero movie. But like, if you're gonna take it on the chin for Tenet, like I'm just surprised that they were just. Well, I don't know. It's just so weird to me. I think that's why though. Yeah. I think that Tenet was their like test, and they're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, no, 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 we need to back off. Like we yeah. can't do this. And like it's, Patty Jenkins is similar to uh, Christopher Nolan in the sense that she's very much committed to the theater experience, yeah. which is good. Like that needs to happen. But at some point, we're just in this weird like gray area of these movies. But like I don't know, like what's 2021 going to look like? At, like at what point are we going to be able to actually watch movies? Because if it's like let's say next June, does that mean next June to December is just going to be insanity? of everyone racing to just make money back like it's gonna yeah, be crazy yeah it, it just has such a long-term effect because like there are sequels to things and like some franchises have people of a certain age and they're just going to be so much older by the time they get to do the sequel to their films and, and you have to make that believable somehow but yeah it's it definitely has a lasting effect but imagine if just all of the movies came out in like q4 of next year that would yeah. be like every week is just like a, a big ass release That'd and you wild. know what and you know what who would uh who would do well amc the with their movie pass because people yeah. would be wanting yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. if that's still yeah. around god <laughs> it, well, still i mean around. yeah like if any company's gonna last that long it's amc because they're the biggest one right 
I mean, I, I don't know if it works that way. I think them being the biggest one is well, I mean, potentially their downfall. No, I, well, I think because like the second and third have like, well, no, Cinemark is still around, but Regal is Dunskis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was AMC just opened up uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, last week. And it's really? Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, guys, oof, we'll, we'll see, see yeah. how this I, goes. They sent around an email and they're like, yeah, here are all the openings in the Bay Area. And it was like all the way down to San Jose and they were just reopening stuff. Yeah. I, I saw an article about um, that you could rent like an AMC theater for like a couple hundred bucks and play whatever you wanted. Yep. That's, that's, yeah, that's cool. yeah. People were doing that. Yeah. Someone, I mean, that seems one of my cool. friends did that for tennis. That's been a, a, that's been a dream. Like 40. Yeah. That, that's been I mean, a that's dream of my dad and I. For for years to rent out a theater and just watch all the Star Wars movies in like one sitting. Oh my god, it's a lot. Now. <laughs> that's a lot now. Yeah, God, that's a no, lot. But it, no, it wouldn't be because yeah. we still just watch the, the one through six. We wouldn't. We wouldn't watch the new. Trilogy. Why? But why would you? I why would you, you include the prequels there? Why because, not just you know, do four, five, six at that point? Lore wise, there's one. still some cool shit and Rogue in, One. You, you know, know the prequels. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> sure. Definitely not Rogue One. Definitely not Rogue One. Don't say I mean, that. Don't say that. Don't hurt me like this. Gary might be watching. <laughs> yeah, he knows my stance. It's fine. Uh, December thirtieth, Monster Hunter. Mm. I can see this one still happening. <laughs> I, can see it, I can see it going <laughs> yeah. on digital at the same time too. I, I I feel like we we're gonna get this one going to theaters for like three weeks and then switching over. Uh, we can't do this that. could be best case what? scenario nope. for Monster Hunter. Like Didn't, if they just put it on digital and just have everyone watch it when there's nothing to watch. Yeah, I kind of feel like it would do okay internationally too if it goes in theaters, because like, what China still has theaters open, right? Yeah, and they we'll got see. a lot of people there. This is one of those movies that I, I have very little hope for doing well. Like I, 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 it seems like it's one of those things that on paper should do very well in other countries, but I, I don't think it's going to come together that way. And I don't think that's just because of Corona. I think that's just because of what that movie is. <laughs> uh, January eighth, a movie called The Devil's Light from Lionsgate. I'm unfamiliar with that. January fifteenth, yeah, Cash Truck. Also unfamiliar. You guys know either of those? No. I think Cash Truck is one of those movies where they're uh, like, it's like a heist movie, but I could be wrong. Mm. February 12th, uh, The Kingsman, the third Kingsman movie, which is, again, now the third, fourth delay of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I want it so bad. I know. As you know bad. I don't think it's going to hit that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And then March 12th, we have Raya and the Last Dragon from Disney. Hell yeah. Which... Not that could still happen. That's yeah, a scary one. Yeah, but like the, for me, that's a scary one where it's like if this doesn't do well, it's really bad for Disney. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. I think that it's kind of been implied that Disney Plus releases didn't work out the way they wanted to. But well, they, Soul is next, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was Soul, say, Soul is next beforehand. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's interesting because like I, I think that the the signs of it not doing well aren't really there because the real signs are the fact that they've shifted their entire strategy to be streaming and digital so i think the yeah. test works I, yeah i i think it might have just been um well, with that first initial uh what was it um mulan yeah and i i and i think it, i don't think that's because it was streaming i think it's just because the interest and controversy around that movie was already like 
str- a huge struggle for that movie. So I, I think it was a weird movie to do a test run for all of the other movies it has on its slate right now. Mm. And also, I, they shouldn't have showed their hand and said that it was going to be added to Disney Plus without the fee in December. Because exactly. for me, like, I was like, yeah, I'll just wait. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from that, there's another just interesting list that I found, and uh, this is the most watched U.S. SVOD movies of 2020. And it's kind of surprising, but also not that much. Let's start at number 10. We have The Lovebirds on Netflix. Number nine, The Witches on HBO Max. Already. Terrible. Terrible like, only only been out two weeks and yeah, but it's it, already number nine. But one of those weeks was like Halloween, so I feel like I get it. You know, it had yeah, an yeah. extra push there. Smart timing, them. yeah. Terrible movie. Truly, that sucks. That sucks truly disappointing. I'll just rewatch the original. That's it's fine. Yeah, the, the, original, well terror, the original. Terror, terror, like uh, terrifying. <laughs> uh, we got the trial of the Chicago Seven at number eight, which I know Barrett's been ranting and raving. Watch about. that fucking movie, please. Give you it the did? pitch on it. Um, it is kind of surrounding the trial after the Chicago riots. Um, I believe this was 1970s. Um, and it has a lot of commentary on what was going on at the time, which is sadly, uh, very relevant to, uh, people protesting and trying to do the right thing today. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen is in it. He, it's one of my favorite performances from him. Bunch of people. Uh, you got, a uh, uh, the other dude from Fantastic Beasts, um, hand, kind of handsome man. Um, who's like the main kid in that? Uh, Newt Scamander? Yeah, the guy who plays Newt. Um, he's in it. He's fucking great. Uh, just general, like, overall really great cast. It's the same director or showrunner from West Wing, right? Um, and, like, if you like his vibe and tone, like, it's it's a really good movie. I highly recommend it. I would say it's probably... Of the movies I've been able to watch so far this year, it is by far the best one. Hmm. Uh, Moving up from that, we have The Old Guard at number seven. Mulan at number six. And that's interesting because that's the extra premium paid one. So people paid $30 and that still hit that that point that all these other ones are paid for the services. But, you know, it's a significantly cheaper price. Uh, Phineas and Ferb, the movie... Candence against the universe at number five. Did hey, not you know what? That. Good for them <laughs> on Disney Plus. It's 104 that. days for summer vacation. <laughs> uh, extraction on Netflix, uh, which was the Michael Bay one, right? Which I still haven't worth. watched that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, Kevin was telling me that the at least the beginning was really good. Yeah, there, you should watch, especially with your setup now. You should really, really watch the first. I think it was like 15 or 20 minutes. It's just so a car, just car chase. the first 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, really after that, it's just very much like it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> my my spy on uh, Prime Video at number three, was that the uh, Batista movie? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For some for reason, I, I blanked out yeah. the fact that that was just released. God, I remember watching the trailer so many fucking times in theaters. Yeah. They would play it before everything. Everything. Before everything. And then they didn't right. hit theaters. That's insane. <laughs> So then jumping up to the final two here, I'm going to go to number one first. Number one is Hamilton, the movie, which is not a surprise, yeah. right? That was a big event free on free on Disney plus uh, unexpected, expected, you know, to come next year in theater. So to get it right. streaming was a, a great time uh, right before 4th of July. That, that, that was a big moment for Disney plus for sure. But number two, 
Borat 2, subsequent that's movie film. That's what I thought. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like with, with Hell yeah. the way that movie ends and how controversial that was, like that makes total sense, you know? It's mm. so timely. Especially, it's again, so around with the time. Insanely timely. Yep. Yeah. I loved I Borat 2. I yeah. absolutely loved that movie. It was just like, how the hell was a Borat sequel good? <laughs> Hard right. stop. Yeah. Like, this many years later, too. Oh, and everyone Insane, already knows the bit. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the daughter. She she owned mm-hmm. that yeah, she movie. Was great. 100%. Yeah. She was great. So, so damn good. Um, and then just really sad news to, to close all this stuff out. There's a lot of layoffs in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney has enacted more layoffs, impacting more than 50 employees in the studio's marketing group, uh, the New York-based theatrical division, and Searchlight Pictures. Several hundred open positions have been eliminated as well. Six people at Searchlight Pictures, the independent label once owned by Fox, were laid off on Thursday. Earlier in the day, the Disney-owned ESPN announced that 500 positions will be eliminated, 300 employees, and 200 unfilled posts to free up resources for streaming, digital, and video departments. So a picture is being painted. Uh, And then... Similar news, Lionsgate is laying off 15% of its motion picture group, citing the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Joe Drake, chairman of the motion picture group, informed employees of the cuts on Thursday. A source said the layoffs will impact about 15% of the department. Lionsgate has about 450 employees. (sighs) Obviously, this sucks. Layoffs are never good, never fun. And, man, all of this just real bad for theaters, real bad for the the future of, of movies, man. Yeah. Uh, also, really quick, Chad is shouting out because I don't think we talked about this last week. Uh, the passing of Sean Connery, obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Peter, the legend, moment, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, that's the, the worst segue of all time into our sponsors. What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by MeUndies. MeUndies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin you're a total badass and that's why you should only wear things that accentuate that fact me undies truly believes in empowering self-expression their pledge for 2020 and beyond is called me undies gives an initiative that supports those who have systemic barriers to their self-expression by shopping me undies you support causes such as lgbtq communities mental health and well-being, and women's rights, all things that we should all be all about. Uh, MeUndies offers classic colors to ridiculous prints. It's all so you can fully express yourself in your own unique way. Uh, Their new ones that they have are like koalas just kind of hanging out, and one of them looks like a little sexier than you'd expect a koala to look, which made me extremely happy. You know what I mean? Like, do, Do you remember the story of the sexy koala, Barrett? I don't think I want to remember the story of the sexy koala. There's a picture of a koala that I found that it just looks... It just looks like it, it, it I don't know. It, it looks different than other koalas. And I just decided to send it to Gia. And then I've just constantly for months been sending her pictures of just random koalas. And somehow that has paid off in now MeUndies understanding this and putting that damn koala on some undies all over print. And it's fantastic. Right now, I'm just wearing black ones because sometimes bold is beautiful. Uh, right, Kev? Absolutely, my dude. There you go. You can get 50% off your first order and free shipping by going to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. Kev, can you Google the sexy koala to show people? I'll look into it. Yep. Yep. Thank you. So I don't sound crazy. Uh, Okay, cool. (laughs) Before we get to that, though, our last sponsor is Blue Chew. Let's talk about something we could all use more of right now. Sex great sex uh if you can increase your performance get the extra confidence in bed why wouldn't you bluechew.com 
It's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. I really appreciate that copyright that arises. Uh, Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness, and you don't need to leave the house. Uh, one of my really good friends has been having some of these issues the last couple of years, and he's been using Blue Chew for a while now, and it is helping him out uh, immensely. Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code FUNNY to try it for free. B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code, uh, promo code FUNNY to try it for free. Uh, bluechew.com, promo code FUNNY. All right, Kev. Are you ready? Have you uh, found? I haven't the- found it. I found the original picture because that's easy. You just write sexy koala and it comes yeah, in real. That's but, all I want. That's all. Oh, I you need. don't want to find the, the one with Nick's face no. on it? No, I just want to see the actual koala so people know. Okay. Why is there one with Nick's face on it? Yeah. Because, I mean, doesn't uh, that okay. like you look at that and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I've seen Nick. That's how Nick. I is. wouldn't call it a sexy koala. You wouldn't it's call this a sexy koala. Be, look, it's just trying to be Barrett, sexual. Barrett, it's look, just in a sexual Barrett, position, man. Barrett. Your your standards for koalas is too high. It's not okay. <laughs> oh god. Oh it's the man. Jeff Goldblum of koalas. Exactly. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. All right. Let's get into it right now. The Mandalorian season 2, episode 2, which is chapter 10, called The Passenger, directed by Peyton Reed. Kevin, who is Peyton Reed? The director of Ant Man One, Ant Man Two, and most importantly, Bring Chastity. Thank Bring you. it on. Thank yes. you. I knew you'd be right there for me. Did he do Bring uh, It On Three? The Revenge? No. That was nope. It, it was not called the Revenge. <laughs> the Revenge. Uh, I, I actually I didn't know that he was on uh, booked to to be part of the show. So that's kind of a, a fun. Yeah, we were we were saying today. this right before. Uh, the we started the show is I was very surprised to see his name at the 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 credits here, um, just because I, I I like Peyton Reed I like Ant Man one and two, uh, neither of them like really stood out to me but like this felt very different from from those and, I was, and not just because it's Star Wars versus Marvel but just like there's a uh, something tonally that I did not expect from Peyton Reed and I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, sure so uh, bugs though. He does love God, them bugs, man. Fucking uh, damn he loves it, man. Them bugs. Full spoilers, by the way, for the, this, uh, and that will be the case going forward for all of these Mandalorian things once we get to this point in the show. Uh, but, but yeah, let's let's start with you, Chastity. What did, what did you think of uh, season two, episode two? So obviously a lot of side quests here, but I enjoy it. I don't mind it terribly because I just love being immersed in this universe. But, you know, we still haven't found any Mandalorians, but um, we were taken on a ride and I really... You know, it, it was scary. It was fun. Um, a lot of dad vibes from Mando, which I was really enjoying. And I do like the frog lady a lot. I, I think that um, it was an adorable character. <laughs> Named frog lady. I got a kick out of it. I just love it. Kev, where are you at? Uh, I really like this one. Uh, I feel like they, like, I really hope it continues down this vibe where there was a, so many little throwbacks that made it feel like it was more of like a cohesive story overall. Where it's like, you know, they had the alien from the beginning of the, or what was it last season dr mandible yeah dr what, mandible the ant looking guy <laughs> no no no. i'm sorry i'm talking no, about no, the, talking the, about zero. the the yeah the, the droid 
in, in oh, the ship, gotcha. and he was using him, and it was still the voice from uh, what was that one show? Richard Iowati from IT Crowd. Yeah, that's it. And it was like, oh, cool. <laughs> he got a couple lines in this, uh, and I I don't know. I felt like the overall story was was cool, and like how it concludes with like. Ah, uh, man, you get the pass because we saw that footage and you're a good guy, it turns out. I was like, all right, cool. There were still some things where it's like the scene where uh, this, the little Ewok, look, no, no, not Ewok, the, the little, um, that little guy was like holding the, the, Yoda. Oh, when he was holding uh, Baby Yoda, like Baby, hostage. Yeah, where it's like, I feel like they could have done a better job with the puppets, <laughs> like to make it look. It very much looked like if we were trying to make it look like that scene where it's like, no, hold the knife a little closer. Hold him up closer to you. But like a lot of fun stuff, too, like the the jetpack, the use of the jetpack overall, not only like with him shooting him up and like dude falling into his death, but like the way he like lands a couple times with the jetpack. It's like Damn. And even like after he dropped the one dude, the way he was able to land the jetpack itself. Yeah. Uh like on the floor. Like this little shit it like that. It looked cool, really cool and it made me feel like, oh Mando's so cool, you know? Yeah. Barrett, what about you? I really liked this episode. Um and yes, this is this is more side questy stuff. And like I don't mind the side questy stuff. It's just uh like the last episode I thought there was just Things that were stretched out, but this one I felt like we were constantly on the move. We were constantly um, in action or interesting conversations, fun moments with Baby Yoda. Um, this uh, this had me immersed the entire time. Like I was on the edge of my seat. I know there's six more episodes after this, but like for the second half of that episode, I was like actually like they're not getting off this planet. Like I like I am fearful for these characters and it's the most I have felt like actual fear for the safety of these uh, characters at all in the entire series. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I think this is probably my favorite episode uh, so far of the series overall, just cause I, I was, I was Whoa. in it the entire time. Um, absolutely. For, honestly, for me, it's really high up there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Like really high. Um, there are a couple things where it's like, why did, why is Mando like going back to bed? Like I understand he was sleeping and maybe he'd only been sleeping for like two hours, but there's a giant hole and it's really cold. Does the suit have <laughs> AC? Like, is it moderating temperature and humidity? I hope it is. Yeah, I. It's interesting to. to I'm happy you guys are so positive on it because I am. I am as well. But I. I would say that this is uh, wait, my Tim, favorite. Real quick, just before, like, I. I know that like what you're about to say is important, but so is this. Thank you. Thank you very much for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, uh, what I was going to say is I feel like I still obviously prefer the like main plot episodes of this show, which we kind of saw in the beginning and end of last season. And uh, I'd say last week's episode it was a new plot with the Boba storyline stuff, but I enjoyed that a lot. But but we know what this show is, and it is Barrett. You brought up the word immersive. Like I think it is about just being immersed in Star Wars. This is being made by people that so clearly, absolutely care about every single detail. And at some point, I think it does. On the surface level, it just looks like a bunch of Easter eggs. But I think it, it's deeper than that. Like I think that they that there is a real care, and it's starting to really come to fruition in season two for me, where. We, we got taught the language last season of what to expect from this show. So now they can kind of deliver on some things. So us getting our first side quest episode of this season, it felt a little bit more meaningful. Like, it, it, like Kevin was saying, it included characters we've seen before. So more things are familiar. And it's not just nostalgia from the original trilogy, but it's nostalgia from last season. 
And when you start building on that, that's a show, right? Like we care, we already care about Manda. We already care about Baby Yoda. But the more situations we see, see them in together, it starts feeling like there's consequences. And I liked that this one kind of built that it, it kind of looks like Yoda might be, Baby Yoda might be like getting out of control of Mando. And he needs to focus more on, on like making sure that the baby Yoda is not murdering someone else's kids. You Every know? time he ate an egg, they I was like, fertilized, oh man. They weren't fertilized. I was so stressed out. Though. Yeah, but like, it's, but like, those are all the eggs she has left. <laughs> I was fertilized. scared it was going to turn into like a fight. And I'm surprised it didn't. Like, how does she yeah. not pay attention to how Honestly, many fucking eggs yeah, she has? She's not a great mom. I, I know that's, a, that's mean to say, <laughs> but here she is being like, uh, it's cool. I guess there's four she, or five less. I'm not like, keeping the track. Last of the brood of her life cycle, like should she should be keeping count of it, and that just like hit me on a personal level. I was like, this is the <laughs> last of your eggs. Yeah, but I I enjoyed this episode a lot because I think that it, they clearly learned from last season's uh, side questy episodes, where I liked that this one didn't have a nice clean ending. Like we're clear there there is a plot that they. They started a plot here that we're going to clearly continue, yep. uh, which which I enjoy because like it doesn't just feel like a one and done. Okay, these things happen, we can move on. And right. on top of that, all the things that they added, I feel like the the stuff with the the X wings for the first time didn't just feel like oh cool, there's X wings. It's like right. this is the first that we're really seeing of the New Republic. The sequel trilogy didn't do a good job like setting all that stuff up. So mm-hmm. I like that. There's this idea of okay, there's the Empire, there's the uh, Rebellion seeing the different side of rebellion so it's like they're not always good guys but i like seeing this where it's like the new status quo where they're kind of just space cops and they're also like they're in the middle of like figuring things out they're still in the early years of uh post empire and like even at the ending uh or yeah jedi sorry um you know well i meant post empire as in like post like the empire is no longer here yeah um gotcha and the um where they were talking about like, hey, these are like desperate times or whatever they said of like uh, not wanting to take him in because he's done more good than bad overall. Um, you get a, like a subtle hint of like where the galaxy is kind of at, which which there have been other hints throughout um, the series. But yeah, I really like that. And just shout out to like the way they are able to use the X-Wings and like when they first pop in, like that entire scene is just so tense. Dude, when they um, pop, when they pop open. And you're just oh, like, yeah. oh. Well, well, first oh, one, it was like, yeah. hey, can you change to channel two? And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, and then like 10 true. seconds later, they just slowly open. You're like, oh, no. Like I was, again, I was on the edge of my seat, which uh, for I, I can't say for, for most of the other episodes. So I was mm. really impressed with like what they were able to use um, to to really make me care about uh, the the episode. I think the yeah, writing in this to, one. Sorry. Go for it, Justin. And going back to what you were saying, Tim, like this does like continue the story of episode six from the first season, which I, I, I enjoyed that, you know, that wasn't just a one and done story. Like you were saying, like this is like a direct sequel to that. There were so many references in this episode to episode six. And they even showed um, Filoni again as one of the X-Wing pilots. Yeah, which is which is awesome. And I, I like seeing that, that we're getting this universe being made within the Star Wars universe. Uh, but I, I thought that the writing of this episode was some of the stronger we've seen in the show so far because it felt like everything kind of had a bit like – like it's not a uh, coincidence that there was three simultaneous like character storylines about protecting children. Whether it was the spiders with their kids or the frog lady with her things or obviously Amanda with baby Yoda. And I, I feel like all of that had the perfect level like what Barrett's saying of like 
tenseness of like you actually kind of fearing for different things because they set it up. I loved the whole idea of you can't go into hyperspace. You need to stay out of it. I, I forgot what they called it, but uh, sublight sublight. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what a cool way to like show that they, they need to go slower. They need to, you know, stay within these rules that automatically feel scarier. So when these X-wings pull up, every word matters because you're like, what's going to happen? How is he going to get out of this? He can't go too fast. You know, like if a chase happens, he has to be in the chase. And I love the dialogue where the may the force be with you. It's just like so just yeah. like yeah, but also eye-roly. yeah, yeah. The the delivery of it was just yeah. like also uh he's just yeah. 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 It's great. It's just like I, I love it because it feel it's the status quo of where the, the galaxy is. And and they they kind of like do a good job for me of of building all that up. And a subtle thing, the music in this episode, as always, was fantastic. I can't believe how good the score of the show is uh, yeah. both the theme being so badass baby yoda seems to have like a new theme song going mm. on like a little qc fun thing <laughs> yeah it, it was so good and yeah a shout out like um we haven't like gotten really into this but that opening um with that whole fight with uh, the the other um um <laughs> bounty honors or whatever yeah. and it was just so fucking cool and again that was like immediately like i was scared seeing baby yoda be flung from that speeder and like rolling over and yeah. shit and uh just like uh the fight choreography like well not like top tier uh by any stretch of the imagination it was still like fun to watch and i was still like i would again it was just uh it was it was real good my, the, my, the last thing, real quick, the last thing I want to say about the music uh, is they did such a good job of having their own scores. This is the first time that I can think of in Mandalorian that they actually uh, incorporated Star Wars previous music in into it. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, you can hear some of it, but yeah, I just it, love all the music in this. The, the part where the uh, where Dave Filoni and uh, the other guy who is mm-hmm. uh, Paul Sun Hyung Lee from Kim's Convenience, Convenience yeah. and more importantly, Harriet the Spy. Uh, but when they are leaving at the very end it's the uh rise of the resistance theme from like the sequel trilogy yeah and it's just like it's just hints of it uh, and I, I really enjoy that because it's like it, they're trying to tie it like this is such an interesting part of star wars timeline that we've just really never gotten anything officially right or the new official of mm. the post return of the jedi before force awakens it's like there's a 30-year period that's so interesting and i love where mandalorian's taking place because we don't yeah. there's so much they can do with with where they're at uh, i was going to say to what barrett was just <laughs> talking about uh that one scene uh where the you know they crash and he's fighting all the other bounty hunters there is one moment where i'm like this seems like a dumb character choice that they made just to make it look more dramatic when he's walking away with all his gear on the stick and it's like why not just use your jetpack the city's right there you know you could fly. It's too mm. much weight. Too much weight, dude. Wait, you making that up? There's no rules that say that, right? assumption that they build. I guess. I'm just saying, like, it was one of those things where, like, as he's approaching the city, I'm like, it's right there. You just, just fly. <laughs> so yeah. you're saying um, a jetpack can't carry another person with a jetpack? So if, like, Boba Fett was in his, like, full suit. Yeah, I guess. Like, because you have to imagine like, carrying that's, someone. Yeah. I, I feel I like he know. could. I, I feel he like could, he could, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Baby Yoda's pretty dense. You know? <laughs> like, we don't know how much. Uh, also, like, I, it makes sense, and, like, I... Because I, I complain about her anytime she's on the show. Um, oh, yeah. But it makes sense for Sedaris to be on. Um, and... Uh, 
yeah, just I'm, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, bring her character in to like move the plot forward and like have it make sense and tie it together. Um, and uh, and I also appreciate that she likes her steak uh, medium rare. I respect it. No, um, also, I loved Yodelini um, just being super stoked about that meat. He was yeah, like, oh, I'm yeah. so ready. I'm I mean, so ready to eat this motherfucking steak right now. It was great. When it was Yodelini, being cooked. I forgot about that. When it, when it was being cooked, I was like, that's a good looking steak. I'd definitely eat some dragon's meat right now if I had the option. Uh, I do want to say, while I I feel like her casting was a poor choice, there was there was definitely a moment that like where, where she's explaining, like she's like, oh, man, I, like, I'd, I'd put my life on this or whatever she said. And then later he's like, so what, like, what's the, what's the deal with the husband? She's like, I have no idea. I just met her. And like <laughs> that, that, that little joke, I was just like, all right, cool. That yeah, fits but, your character. And that's the kind of joke yeah. that that person would make. And it again, it's chuckle. a, it's a Disney, it it's a Disney ride acting level that we're yeah. getting from her. It's, and it's just it's, like, you can take it or leave it. It's weird kind of with thing. the budget. I'd rather leave it. Yeah. It's weird yeah, with, with the I budget. Good. These shows have like, why are they making these choices for the actors? Like, there's been a lot of decisions that where it's like, I feel like the actor, either they're just not great because they're not actors, you know what I mean? Where they're like MMA fighters or whatever. Uh, <laughs> or it just doesn't seem like the director's doing a good job directing. Well, like Bill Burr in the last season had moments where I was like, you're better than this. You're yeah. better than this. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a lot know. of people getting their friends on the show, and that's again yeah, that's just another it thing. Of, like. It is what the show is, and I just yeah. Amy, Amy's character is by far my least favorite thing about this show. But if we're gonna get this much of her, it's like it's not gonna like ruin yeah. it for me. I'm and like, like All right. the, the feeling that I get from the ending of this episode, like I, I I'd be very surprised if we return to Tatooine anytime soon. Um, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, Boba with, Fett's there. Yeah. It's, but I don't know how soon. much we're gonna. I don't know if how much we're gonna get a yeah. Boba this season. We'll see. I, I uh, really like hope Boba has the. I, I imagine Boba is gonna be able to find the ability to leave Tatooine. You know, I don't know though. I don't know if he wants to. Again, mm-hmm. so well, much. To, I mean, so much to learn. Now Mando has his suit, so there is some possibility that, for whatever reason, he, he wants like it back. He, he wants it back, yeah, and he's he gonna go after it. Wants it back. I I that really the motivation. I really yeah. hope the next uh, week's episode starts them arriving. Uh, to this, that planet. Trask. Yeah, my 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 theory is it's uh the planet from the the trailer where we see uh, Shasha Banks. My my guess is that we see Shasha Banks next episode. Hmm. I I hope about. I hope we so. get a little bit more Mando. I just hope that they start tying these things just a little bit more. I'm not saying like I want like him in the episode, but another teaser would be cool. Like if they, yeah. at the end of the episode it's revealed, oh somebody's watching you from this mountain and it's Mando. Mm-hmm. No, and uh, it's not Mando. Mando. Boba, um, that's it. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the spiders? Yeah, I was going to say, whole what do you guys think of that, those spiders? It was, it was terrifying. It was disgusting. Uh, they looked like <laughs> they tasted delicious when the when, when Shout out lady really had quick it, you know I mean? to, <laughs> to two things. They are specifically, uh, I, I forget how to say it, Krikna? Um, yeah, they're seen before in Star Wars Rebels, and I knew I like. It took me a minute or two to like be like, I I know these from somewhere. We've seen these before, uh, but yeah, oh, that's uh, God. We've, 
We've seen them in Star Wars Rebels, and like, I was never terrified of them in Rebels, but holy fucking Christ, I am terrified of them in like live action CG mm. shit. Because mm. Jesus, I was just, I was freaking out. I already have like a spider thing. I'm not a fan of spiders, but just oh god. When was, they get into the ship, that's when it, it got uh, me the worst. And they're like, they're piling up when the door is trying to close. Uh uh, uh we lost him. He'll pop oh, back. Get him. Uh, but yeah, when the, the, the door is trying to close and you see them on the other side, like piling up over each other, it was like that world war Z kind of shit, but with spiders, I hated it where he starts heating up his little arm blaster and then it cuts to the outside and you just see fire coming out and it's just like, ah, I was waiting because it's one of those things like we know he has got a flamethrower. Where is he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared. Just that moment where, where. Baby Yoda like just eats one, and then you mm-hmm. see all of the other eggs as it zooms out. I was like, "Oh no!" Shout out! I think I think this is the first time. And chat, you can correct me if I'm Ew, wrong. It's it's putting an egg down in this picture. Yeah, um, I think this is the first time we've ever seen a CG Baby Yoda because that whole shot of him like eating that spider at the that very weird. beginning, was, like none of it was that. so weird when it went to its mouth. Oh, Tim's calling yeah. me. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like his his eyes were like almost like more anime and stuff like that it was it, it was interesting and i will say i think baby yoda cg baby yoda even cuter somehow didn't think really? it'd be possible yeah. oh yeah cute regardless cute regardless for sure <laughs> <laughs> but um he will eat anything he will just yeah. eat anything he just loves eggs uh shout out to some other small <laughs> moments i love it. when they're running away like the, the entire chase is just Fucking, it, it's it's terrifying. But I love there's a little moment where you, the the frog lady's running away, and mm. uh, eventually just, she just starts doing like uh, like hopping away. Yeah, um, because she's yes. like, yo, like run using my two legs ain't cutting <laughs> it. So I, I like that they're able to like use um use like the a different frog. Yeah, <laughs> like use it like actually utilize these different species and sew them off in ways that aren't just. Uh, you know, humanoid versions of them. I thought that was cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and oh. the the last thing uh, that I really want to shout out is the the whole fake out um, when he when he's starting up the ship. And the, the one question I have is like, you were working on the ship like before this. Like, are you really sure you're going to really be able to start this thing up? And like, you know, they're lifting off and just the smash down of the huge <laughs> spider. I was, I, I think I yelped a little bit and I was scared because I knew Alyssa was sleeping and it's like, they got me, man. They, they again, well, like I've been saying for this entire episode, like they really got me and I was not, I was like, man, how are they really going to explain like the ship being able to work, whatever. And then immediately, and I was not expecting that spider to come back at all. It was so mm-hmm. fucking terrifying. Well, when it pierced down through into the uh, cockpit, I was like, well, I mean, it seems like he screwed this situation, but it also seems like he can fix it, like his ship, like no matter what state yeah. it's in. Because like, yeah. right in the last season, we had the episode where it like totally got robbed, then he gets everything back and then he rebuilds it basically oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, with him and... And, uh, and I liked the explanation afterwards oh, for like the... the Ship was completely fucked after all of like oh and really quick when he's like leaving to see like who was shooting at the big spider and the amount of webs throughout the like the rest of the ship was no, just so thank oh, you no thank you so I do that, like, last shot where you see all the webbing <laughs> I love how like fan. liberally he like will like just blast fire and blasters in his ship where he's like I, it's fine I got it down I gotta <laughs> yeah, kill these whatever. awful awful things uh, um. 
Yeah. The ship's been through it. The Razor Crest has seen yeah. all sorts of damage. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I really like that they, like, he kind of explained afterwards of, like, the rest of the ship's fucked. We're, we would have to, like, we need to, like, like um, kind of, like, I forget what they, like, pressure lock or whatever into, yeah. uh, into the um, uh, cockpit. But, uh, yeah. And then, like, seeing them fly away at the end where the ship is just, like, it's like limping to the to their destination. I, I and I like that. And I even though this was a, um, this was like a side story kind of episode, side mission kind of thing. It did still feel like all right. Like we know where we're going to next. Like we're, we know like what I, our yeah. destination was. Whereas like the last episode, like yeah, the the Boba Fett reveal was cool, but it was like all right, where are we going from here though? Uh, mm-hmm. And I just felt like the ending of this episode. I feel like. Overall, I think we'll set up the next episode. I, I feel uh, like a little better. So much of the last season was they had a goal, but it was one of those things that, like, literally every episode, he's trying to figure out a place to leave this kid, you know. And like this yeah, it's, one now, it's, it's like adventures and babysitting with Mando. Yeah, but I feel like right now it's a little bit different. Where the stories now, okay, he's gonna take it back to you know all the Yoda people, which. Like, cool, that's a solution. But we know that's far away. And, that, like, he has a bunch of steps that he has to figure out beforehand. And, like, I don't know. I feel like the journey feels a little bit more cohesive. And I'm all about that. And I hope that it continues that way. You know? Yeah, I'm not sure they're even mm. going to find um, Baby Yoda's species. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's still <laughs> yeah he's, he's still trying to find happen. the other the other Mandalorians, <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah, all right. we're gonna find maybe a Jedi or two in this uh, in this season, season five though for sure. We're gonna have a bunch of little Yoda species. That, they might even get a name. You know do we I mean? do we do we know um, really quick? This is just a question I was thinking about um, while rewatching. I had rewatched season one uh, right before two uh, had started. Do we know what the Empire really wanted with uh, Yodelini? Uh, I assume that they were... I mean, no, we have no idea, right? Yeah. But I assumed... The assumption is, like, it's the project to bring back the Emperor, right? Well, I, no. My, my assumption was, like, oh. cloning and maybe mm. manifesting. Because like, his, his whole power that's revealed at the end of the, that first season... Um, where he can heal people and stuff like that. I just, I was just oh, made me wonder of like, but like that's the thing. Like the the, and we now know that uh, it wasn't clear. It it wasn't yeah. really defined. Like they the were emperor. just doing tests on him. Mm-hmm. The the emperor. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. I, I was just gonna say like the emperor. Like I guess he's that weird zombie thing, right? Like. Yeah, and and Snoke is like a weird clone or whatever. You but like call it. puppet oh, that maybe he's inside. Through his mind, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> fucking right. episode nine's a trash. Because that just seems um, like that. Like that's fine. That, all right, cool. Like, why would you not be happy with that? And so, yeah, that was like the question of like, is Baby Yoda connected to that in some way, shape, or form? Um, I'm interested to see what we get from the Empire side this season because, like, yeah, it's all built up of like, all right, we got Boba Fett. We're looking for Mandalorians. Uh, we're pretty sure Ahsoka Tano um, and uh, I, I forget the other Mandalorian um, from Sweet. Rebels. Uh, yeah, uh, we maybe uh, Bo-Katan, all this stuff. We know we're getting them, but, like, we haven't. I don't know, like, what we know from from the Empire's perspective because uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character is still out and about. Um, I forgot about him completely. Yeah, and, and like, 
Yeah, he's got the dark saber. Which the last time we saw the dark saber, it was in Sabine's possession. So, like, how does how is this all going to connect? I'm really interested um, to see uh, if that all comes to a head, at least for I, for this season. I really hope we get. And, like, I don't think this is going to happen, but, like, it would be really cool to get one episode from the perspective of, of uh, Carlos Pesito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Was that his name? For sure. John Carlos. Yeah. There you go. All right. I was close. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. I was like, um, I, I just think that, like, and maybe get a little bit more backstory, get an idea of why the new empire wants him. Um Maybe. I think I think What's I think we'll get it just uh, just in yeah. I, I imagine it's... it'll be in crumbs though which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying like uh, one episode dedicated to that with even little throwbacks to uh or not throwbacks but like maybe like showing some connection of how like the new order works and yeah. how all those things are related would be cool. Do I think we're actually going to get it? No. Mm, but yeah. Here's All right. Really quick, you two. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're probably wrapping up. Tim doesn't seem to be coming back. I he's imagine supposed his inter- to, he's supposed to be coming back. His internet cut out, and he okay, just needs okay. to restart oh, everything. But all right, well, uh, you know what? Fuck Tim. We're gonna do this segment without him because I wanted to do the segment last week, and I totally forgot about it. Um, we got to do a best baby Yoda moment every week. I'm just gonna say, and uh, we we I forgot about episode one. I just want to throw it out there for episode uh, the first episode uh, was baby Yoda on the speeder bike. Yes, um, when he he's uh, the hair's blowing in the ears. He's just having just a great smile. time. Just he's just vibing. He's so I love happy. it. Uh, for this episode, I think it's got to be him eating the fucking eggs just throughout <laughs> the entire episode. It, look, I like that a lot, but I really like the spider because like how good did that look? You know what I mean? When he's eating the spider. Really? Oh, oh, no. at the, at, at, oh, it looked yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A, like a deep fried squid. Yeah, on, that's you true. can't get behind deep fried squids, guys? No, nah, not really. Yeah, no, I know. Um, and then when he like breaks it open, it kind of looks like an, the, yeah, the exactly. xenomorphs, like, xenomorphs. yeah, oh, egg God. opening up. And it's just one of those things where it's like, no, not like this. That is not my favorite. Yeah. Um, also, like the just the. Where, uh, Oh yeah, so, I, I sorry. Like where, that I like where Baby Yoda was um, running back to Mando after he was held at knife point, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Then he <laughs> yeah, he's like, him. "Yeah." Oh, it was so and cute. Then and then like him cuddling the up to to Mando when they were like, yeah. um, he was trying to like sleep for the night after the the ship had crashed. That's, That's a good one. Um, and then the last one I'll throw out here and uh, throw out here is the him just staring at that fucking meat at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> just ready for that for that steak but yeah for for me it's got to be him eating the fucking egg just because it's the most hijinks we've gotten out of yodelina uh, yodelini it was so good it was very cute and uh definitely made me think what do those eggs taste like you know Oh no! <laughs> maybe just like maybe I, I like the way they looked. It just looks like a wetter version of like the yolk, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you got to yeah, imagine yeah. it's basically an egg, right? But instead mm-hmm. of the hard shell, you've got some sort of thick skin-like transparent. Is it, yeah. Is, like it like, a, is it like membrane is it of like sort? A, is it like a gusher? I no. It, it's it, like when it, you're eating sushi. <laughs> But like, the, yeah, 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 sure. Mm, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. I feel like like mochi. Like I imagine it's like that kind of texture for the skin, you know, mm, of it. Mm. Uh, again, how the mom didn't notice that like four or five of those guys got eaten. Also, why he, leave it? He why pops leave one it at the end too? Yep, yep. <laughs> He's in the shit. I, no. I, I what I don't understand is so at the end she's like they're all in the like po- cockpit right and she's like holding it. 
I feel like that's how she should have been the entire time with it. Why did she leave it yeah. in the cargo bay? You know? Right. So Solid an interesting, question. an interesting, uh, <laughs> I, I, I do yeah. hope for next week we get like some sort of like, we don't need a whole scene of it, but just like maybe in the background when, you know, Mando's like trying to find, I imagine on this next planet, he's going to obviously try to look for other Mandalorians, but also try to fix his ship as well. Um, I hope we just get like a little thing in the background of like her finding her husband. It's like, all right, let's go fertilize these eggs. Ew. Um, yeah. <laughs> But they could uh, also well, just quickly just glaze over that storyline and just ew. have them on a new planet. Yeah, I, I, I well, because so, of the the way that they're setting up this next planet and like this is the next step he needs to take. Like I, and this is why like I was excited at the end of this episode. Uh, is just because I don't feel like this is going to be another weird jump where like a lot of the mm-hmm. episodes from season one felt very like even though they were connected in ways, it felt like there was always a jump a slight jump in between time in each episode. Yeah. And I like that we're getting what seems to be, we'll have to wait until next week to more see cohesive. of like, yeah, a more cohesive, uh, connecting story there. Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I hope they don't jump over it. Cause I kind of like, I want him to land on this planet with the ship falling apart and meet with the, the, like the, you know, the frog husband and, uh, you know, discuss it. And that's one of those things where it's like, is this another? Is he, he is he getting played again? Because I feel like the way she was like being like, like she hey, have information. Well, I mean, she, <laughs> what she said to him was that her husband was meeting with the Mandalorians to make some sort of deal, right? And that's why he's out there. Well, he they, they had only said he had seen Mandalorians or something like that. I, I, I don't know I, if they I could have thought really... she said they had met. She was. He was meeting with them. It seemed like a real mm. loose connection there. Yeah. yeah. Mandalorians. Uh, also, really quick, Koyo's Rook in the chat says, I hope they are, when they arrive to their destination, there's only one egg left and we get fat baby Yoda. No. <laughs> Every time he eats when it freaks me out because it's like she's going to get mad when she figures yeah. out. Yeah. I know. Is. I thought it was going to. Like, I honestly thought, like, I didn't expect the spider stuff at all. Like, I thought the second half of the episode was going to be Mando and the frog lady fighting because she finds out that he's been eating her eggs. Um, and it, God, it's just the way he just pops him in. It's just so fucking funny. Also, quick oh, question, man. guys. You think if we crash land on some exotic planet that seems to have an uh, atmosphere that is, that is hospitable to us, would you guys go wander outside and get in the hot tub? Or the hot spring, jump in the hot spring. I gotta see what's in that water. I mean, it seemed pretty, like, it, <laughs> it seemed, seemed nice. Pretty, yeah, it seemed like it was, a, like, it looked like a crater with water, hot water in there. And, like, at first I was like, why would she be doing this? Doesn't she know? And then I was just like, you know what? That looks really She's comfortable. Cold. That looks really comfortable. She's cold. She said it was warm. Yeah. I also <laughs> wouldn't have taken them out of the case. Like, she had all the eggs out. That seems dangerous. Yeah. Just put the case in there and wait till the water heats up, you know? There's just better okay. ways to do stuff. That's uh, <laughs> true. So I don't know if Tim's coming back. <laughs> Where's Tim? Uh, and uh, I guess we should probably just like wrap up. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we've yeah. said all we've needed yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it seemed like Tim was also really enjoying this episode. I, yeah. I, I, he was definitely surprised that I, I really loved this episode. And I was honestly yeah. really surprised that no, I loved I, this episode. No, I'm, I'm in the exact same boat where this is... Just something about the way this episode flowed to me yeah. felt really well structured and 
gives me it felt smoother the than the yeah. first episode. Like I didn't dislike yeah. the first episode. There but were just I, like points where I was like, all right, we could we could tighten this moment up here. We we don't need to stretch this out for fifty minutes. Um, right. And this was, I want to say, even before credits, I want to say it was like thirty six minutes, maybe thirty five, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Um, and yeah, I just I. I I thought it was the the right amount of length. I thought we were moving on with every scene. Like even when I was, like even just with like the one or two minutes of Amy Sedaris, I was like, all right, like this isn't terrible because now we're on to the next thing. Yeah. And yeah, I liked it. I just hold the show at such a high bar now that I have I I can't pinpoint what the expectation is, but I always have an expectation, and I uh-huh. always <laughs> enjoy it more the second time I watch it. But I also that's probably because I'm making content around it, but I always like just enjoy it way more the second time I watch it. After like those expectations just are not in yeah, my I, mind. I will say like I like I said earlier, I rewatched uh, season one and I feel like overall I like season one more being able to watch everything back to back, feeling like there is a constant momentum um, instead of having to wait like a, a week to week. And that's just like kind of like my preferred uh, way to watch uh streaming uh shows and i did yeah i did like it overall so i'm interested like when this season is all said and done like uh and going back to watch it like if that'll be like the same story where like i'll like this season but i won't be like super high on it but then if i go back to it in like a year for season three or whatever uh before season three comes out like if i'll look back at it and like it more but who knows because we're only two episodes in kev yeah but i mean i'm feeling better about it I'm oh, pretty yeah. stoked. I'm actually like legitimately this episode made me more excited for the rest of the season. I hope that trend stays moving forward. Yep. Uh, do you want to? Ladies and gentlemen, there thank you so there much is. for joining us for this week's screencast. Uh, of course, screencast is live uh, for now every Friday over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games around 1130 a.m. We were reviewing every episode of season two of The Mandalorian and talking about news and all of that good stuff uh, later over on youtube.com slash kind of funny and podcast services around the globe. We will see you all next week for The Mandalorian season two, episode three. But until then, Chastity, where can the people find you? Uh, YouTube.com slash GameSpot Universe is where I'll have my Easter eggs videos for Ooh. The Mandalorian. So um, the first one's up from last week, and the second one will be up later today. So please Sweet. I, I still need to watch that first one, and I'm excited to check out the second one. Yes. Uh, Kev, where can people find you? <sighs> uh, at uh, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. You know? And at kind of funny Kevin on oh, yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. and Instagram, go. right? Yeah, yeah, everything's the same. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can find me at Sad Boy Barrett, tweeting about Star Wars, tweeting about whatever nerdy shit, uh, My Hero Academia, all that good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week's episode of Screencast, may the Force be with you. And with and with you. <laughs>